0: good morning everyone we have a special program in store for you today alaskan voters will be exercising their vote on august 16th but under the new ranked choice voting system that was adopted by voters in 2020. we'll be voting on a congressional representative on the 16th to fill the rest of don young's term and then on the same day we'll be picking one candidate to be in the top four in the general election in november for a full two-year term Former Juneau Mayor Bruce Patello joins us here in the studio. And before we get into the special part, Bruce, why don't you explain how you were involved in the ranked choice voting process?
1: I was enlisted uh, in early 2020 to be part of a group known as Alaskans for uh, Better Elections. And it had as one of its main tenets the idea of bringing ranked choice voting to Alaska. I got excited about uh, that concept after having some uh, initial reluctance um, and got to that point, I think, looking particularly at the national scene and seeing how increasingly um, polarized the people who were being elected and how they were being elected in, in states so that uh, i think the mass of folks who see themselves as independents or in the middle were increasingly being cut out of the decision making process about which candidates would appear on general election ballots and therefore be the voice of the people in individual states and we saw a bit of this in Alaska as well and that led me to uh, to sign on and uh, continue to serve today on what is called the Lessons for Better Elections Foundation.
0: Very good. So today's program is special because Bruce wants to take your questions on Ranked Choice Voting. Call 907-586-1800 and you'll join us and be able to pose a question on the voting system. So if you're confused, give us a call. I only ask that you briefly and politely ask your question just on ranked choice voting. I think the most common confusion we've seen was just on this first step, Bruce, in the open primary. You just vote for one, right? That's correct. And
1: when people look at their ballots on the 16th, they're actually uh, going to have a, a ballot on each side. One is for the regular primary which will help narrow the number of people who will appear on the November 8th general election ballot. And on the reverse side, we will have the special general election which will decide only one office and that is who will uh, fulfill the remaining months of Representative Don Young's uh, term. And three names will appear there. And that is where ranked choice voting itself comes in. But to make your point, the votes uh, on the general uh, the ballot that will be the real primary uh, will have all the state offices that are up for election as well uh, as the federal offices. So we have, and this is one of the things that uh, has been, I would say, interesting about going to this new system where... All citizens may vote regardless of their political affiliation. And all persons who seek office regardless of their political affiliation will appear on a ballot. So uh, we have had record numbers of people who have offered themselves to be candidates. We'll see 22 names appearing for people who want to be and hope to make it to the general election ballot for the House seat Um We have 19 people who would like to be U.S. Senator from Alaska, and we have uh, 10 tickets, party tickets, uh, of folks who would like to be governor. And the point to be made here is uh, this is a vote one ballot, which is to say you only cast one vote vote for each office. That will be the primary, it's uh, it's uh, truly really open, some people call it a jungle primary. It's a process that's used uh, in California and Washington, for example, although they go to the top two rather than us for the top four.
0: As opposed to what we've been doing before where there's the uh, Democrat, American independence, libertarian ballot, and then the Republican ballot, we're able to just vote it all. That's correct, the primary. that's correct. And you had to select one ballot or the other yeah. as a voter. They were mutually exclusive. That's correct. Well, if you've got a question, call 586 Bruce will answer your question on ranked choice voting. And you told me before the program, to the best of his ability. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and Goofy are all on the ballot. I only want to vote for Goofy. He's, he's my guy. What would happen if I only put down Goofy as my number one and did not rank Donald Duck or Mickey? How does that affect my vote?
1: Kevin, I, I would say that it, uh, it does not change your vote. Your number one vote will always remain your number one vote. If, however, you uh, um, rank uh, only Donald Duck and Donald Duck has the least amount of the three uh, oh
0: it looks like we're getting a. we'll, we'll put that up back in a moment
1: okay I would certainly would not want to miss out on Donald Duck
0: <laughs> all right good morning you got your question on rank choice yes I understand that if someone gets more than 50 percent in the first round of counting then they win but I don't really understand how the if it goes to more rounds, the second or third round how the candidates are eliminated and how the counting continues. So
1: could you talk about that? I'd be delighted, and this again is looking either at our our special general election with the the three candidates we have, or looking again towards November 8th. If on the first ballot someone achieves 50% plus one vote, that person is the winner, and there is no further uh, resort to the ranked choice. On the other hand, if uh, no candidate is uh, uh, able to reach that 50% threshold, and I think the common wisdom, conventional wisdom, is that no one will, the person uh, with the least number of votes will be eliminated in the next round. And those who voted for that person as their number one choice have the option and what will happen all those who have then cast a second choice for that candidate will have their ballots apportioned as, as they have voted to the remaining two candidates and the person again who with that additional Uh, additional vote Uh,
0: which is kind of getting into our question we were talking about
1: yes exactly we'll we'll actually uh once uh and in this circumstance invariably we'll reach the 50 plus percent plus one and we'll be the winner so that is the idea of successive rounds ranked choice voting in many places is simply uh called uh um um instant runoff By which one means that no one will be representing Alaska in Congress, for example, without having ultimately obtained a majority of citizen votes. Unlike uh, much uh, uh, of Alaska's history where we have elected officials who do not have the mandate of a majority of the voters.
0: So... So coming back to to my one vote for Goofy, my, my one ranked vote, I did not put Donald or, or Mickey as my two or three, and the first round happens, nobody has a clear majority, the 50% plus one, then that would mean one of the candidates are eliminated then, right?
1: Yeah, so if Goofy is coming in last, if you only voted for Goofy... Um, effectively uh, your voice uh, has been eliminated
0: because I don't have a second or third choice to go into the next round
1: and we work on the assumption there will be a lot of voters who will bullet vote basically and others who will express uh, a view that well Goofy was my number one guy but uh, Daffy isn't so bad I'll mark Daffy as number two and I can't stand Donald And so I will uh, either mark him as my number third choice or not mark him at all. But again, the process works the same, which is to say until uh, we continue the process until one candidate achieves 50% plus one. And uh, uh, that's what we expect will will happen
0: here. And so that pretty much means that if on august 16th there is no clear winner we could have another election then Uh, well not no well the election
1: the election uh the answer is yes but you will have already voted in that election
0: yeah Uh, i see you front loaded your vote
1: yes exactly so that's why it's called an instant runoff because you've already indicated who your number two choice will be or your number three and again no voter is required to vote uh, for more than one candidate well and, and to be honest no one is required to vote at all but to express uh, one's views you and to have a ballot counted you simply have to vote for your first choice you're not compelled to vote for your second or third choice
0: we're going to go ahead and take a break and when we come back we'll have more questions about this year's ranked choice voting stay tuned and we're back with former Juno Mayor Bruce Patello. He's taking questions on ranked choice voting. He's taking your questions. So call 586-1800 and we'll get you connected with Bruce and try to answer your question. So a little bit of housekeeping, Bruce. We talked about how this is for uh, state and federal elections but this isn't we're not talking about city or the presidential election here right that's right we we don't have a presidential election in this cycle 2024
1: will be uh, faced with that question and uh, in terms of the municipal government uh, ranked choice voting does not apply juno will have its separate election on october 5th and uh, i make a plug there that people who want to early vote, we'll be able to do that uh, starting on uh, September 19th. But again, a different uh, election regime uh, for local government only. I would say, um, and I'll make a pitch right here, that um, people who wish to vote by um, absentee ballot have until close of business tomorrow to submit a request. They can go to the Division of Elections website and complete the application. And uh, submitted either by fax or email. The Division of Elections is also uh, allowing for early in person voting, and one can do that either at the Mendenhall Mall, uh, where the regional office is located. Um, And they're going to be open starting this weekend, uh, tomorrow from 10 to 4, and on Sundays, the next two weekends before the election, Sundays from noon to four, and downtown in the state office building uh, during normal state uh, uh, office hours, eight to five, Monday through uh, Friday. And I would also say in terms of listeners outside of Juneau, um, virtually all the city clerk's offices uh, in southeast are serving uh, a similar role, um, uh, where early in-person voting um actually opened this last monday and then a couple other things i know that there's a lot of uh confusion because people have not looked at the ballot yet and so i'm going to make the pitch that if you're you're a little unsure again go to the state website and take a look at the ballot um so that you are familiar with it and uh have maybe a better idea of how you intend to vote and in the quiet of your own home, be able to uh, examine uh, the choices you have. And finally, um, to make clear that if you're in the ballot booth and you start going through and you think you've made a mistake, you are absolutely free to take your ballot and uh, ask the election official uh, for a clean ballot. And uh, again, this is the first time we're going through this process. It's clear and understandable that people would feel a degree of uncertainty uh, about this. And you'll find that the, the folks at the Division of Elections are there to make sure you have a successful election process. And it's crucial for our democracy that it work.
0: Yes. And thank you for bringing up absentee since tomorrow is the last day to apply. Uh, for an absentee ballot since this election is going to be in person and so what we've seen on the website we've got men hall mall the uas rec center the oc bay ferry terminal uh, shepherd of the valley lutheran and glacier valley baptist church all those places will be polling places uh, the division of elections got a handy tool there where you can put in your name and you've got your voter information and then it'll connect you right to which polling place you need to go absolutely so, what have you been hearing from voters? And we've got our first brush now with ranked choice. We've got through the open primary. What, what have you heard of some folks' initial reaction?
1: Well, I, I think it's, uh, I think for the most part, uh, people found it less uh, confusing, I would say, uh, than they had been led to believe it would be. Um, despite the fact that we had 47 or 48 names to go through um, and to make, a ch- make an intelligent choice uh, uh, about which one candidate one uh, intended to, to support, I think it's worked well, and that is the feedback I've gotten. I think people were somewhat overwhelmed by the numbers of people who actually decided to run for office. And uh, I think from my perspective, it was a sign that we have a healthy state democracy.
0: Do you agree or do you have a question on ranked choice voting? We've got 586-1800. You join us right here. Air your thought or your question. And why only four why? What, what was the methodology behind advancing only four to the general election?
1: Well, I think in, in part, and uh, what makes uh, the Alaska situation somewhat unique uh, is that where we have a jungle primary, as it's referred to in the literature, um, forty-eight 40, candidates. Well, 48. in in uh, Again, Washington and and uh, California. You, again, you have as many comers as you want, but they would limit it to only the top two, so that it would be more traditional uh, traditional in the general election sense. That you would um have a choice between two candidate uh, t- candidates, regardless of what their party affiliation is. The idea of ranked choice voting Uh, in deciding the top four. It could have been the top five. It could have been the top three. But I I think we alighted on this primarily because we thought within that universe that one would have a fairly good cross-section of um, political sentiment, uh, personality choices. um, And uh, again, with each additional um, position, um, a fifth choice, a sixth choice. One is complicating the both the math and perhaps leading to more confusion among the voters. Fourth, uh, four uh, slots seem to be kind of the sweet spot.
0: And we had actually found out recently that technically, at least not in the special election, but when we get to the general and have a full four candidate roster, you technically have five choices because there's right in.
1: That's exactly right. And uh, the write-in will not be counted uh, unless uh, that uh, you're going to have a variety of write-ins, but you'll take the total number of write-ins. and if uh, at that point uh, um, the number of write-ins exceed that of the lowest, named candidate and no one has reached the 50% mark, there will be a further examination to determine whether one specific write-in candidate uh, actually had garnered uh, a vote uh, total sufficient to overcome the number four uh,
0: named candidate. 1-800, Five eight six one eight hundred you 've got a question on rank choice voting. Bruce is here to answer it we 've got a few minutes left on the program. What do you see as the benefit of this system?
1: I think there are, are two or three that i uh, that come to mind for me most importantly, um, what I see as an expansion of uh, democratic access to the ballot and democratic in the low-D sense that all voters, regardless of their political affinities, are able to help select who the ultimate candidates are that will appear on the ballot. And again, um, hopefully it will encourage um, more people to consider running for office, as has clearly been the case uh, in this first experiment with ranked choice voting. Uh, Allied uh, to that, um, and again, for me personally, one of the um, attractive ideas here was the recognition that candidates to be successful have to reach beyond their base. And hopefully it brings an element of moderation as people hope to persuade not only their core group, but others sufficient enough to reach that 50% plus one. And that moderation um, should ultimately translate in the willingness of legislators, for example, to work more closely together to try and find compromise to the to the major questions that, that face the state. And... Um, a challenge, which I think has been much more difficult because of the polarization in in politics in the state that uh, right now reward candidates who refuse to compromise
0: and wrap up here, Bruce, we've got August sixteenth that's a special and general election, right? Yes, we've got absentee ballots to put in a request for one that's due by tomorrow. Yes. And we, this is only for the state legislature and the federal candidates. So Senator and, uh, oh, and the, and the governor. Yes. So state legislature, governor, uh, Senate and Congress. That's, that's yes. who's going to be under this system. The candidate needs 50% of the vote plus one to be considered the winner. If there is not a clear winner, we go into a second round where then your ranked votes will will be used that's correct okay you have it all right well those that's what we've got ahead of us here on the 16th and beyond with this system Uh, thank you all for listening and thank you bruce for taking a question and some of my (laughs) questions so i hope maybe next time we have you in we could have a few more callers so we'll work on that thanks kevin Uh, thank you bruce and that's the program thank you for tuning in this august 5th iron man's coming up and so is the school board next week. We'll be speaking with a school board member, school board president, actually, Elizabeth Sitten on Monday. So be sure to tune into that. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line signing off.